0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, And all of the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com. Just go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for ten dollars off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com slash subscribe promo code GBR. And now And now back to Hail Varsity Radio.
1: Back to you it's Hail Varsity Radio presented by currency Quentin Newsom in about 15 minutes. Uh, Breaking news on Lane Kiffin, this from a reputable source, Christopher Gabriel out of uh, ESPN Fresno. Lane Kiffin plans to step down as the Rebels coach today, head to London to become the King of England after King Charles abruptly abdicated his throne to take over the job at Auburn.
0: Both Not, sides deny reports. Story to come? Yeah,
1: stories on the way. <laughs> Jacob Adilla with us. Says he's done a great job all year covering prep sports and, of course, Nebraska basketball, Nebraska volleyball, and uh, on the uh, the prep beat tonight uh, with Class B final getting going a little bit after 7. Jacob, let's talk Class A, Gretna side. We touched on it with Mitch a little bit earlier. You follow these programs and a lot of the Metro all season long, and uh, your takeaway... Uh, what a shootout. What a finish.
2: Yeah, just I think my main takeaway is just how much talent there was on that field. Um, just so many game-breaking plays, big swings. It was offense, defense, special teams. Uh, there are just so many big-time players on that field, and it was so much fun to watch. That That's the uh, kind of finale that I think this season deserved uh, for a Class A um, season that it looked like there was going to be uh four or five six maybe teams that would be in the mix at the end but ultimately it had to be those two and they put on a show for the agent
1: what a show it was and to to bring it back home to local recruiting and is this as good as you've seen the in-state talent be for nebraska
2: I think so. Um, I mean, the, the offers themselves, like just the sheer number of Power 5 offers, uh, I, I think would indicate that. Um, just the, in terms of the depth, I guess we'll see mm-hmm. the top end and how some of these guys stack up to some of the best players that have come through the state. But in terms of just the, the sheer number of players that all have a chance to, to play at the next level, at the highest level uh, in college, um, we haven't, we're up to double-digit, I think for guys with offers, uh, many of them have already committed. Few of them still hanging out there. Um, so yeah, it's and you look at the underclassmen. Obviously, Westside—they a lot of their best players are going to be back next year. They were juniors and sophomores with, with Caleb Benning, who was probably the story of that game, if it, outside of Tristan Albano um, and Christian Jones, who had a really good game defensively for Westside, uh, just a sophomore. Um, Anthony Rizak, obviously, at quarterback um, with floors moving on and some of the other senior quarterbacks. He'll be, he'll be one of uh, the best in the state next year. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the talent right now is um, it, it's just ridiculous and a lot of fun to watch.
0: Jacob, but with the benefit of hindsight, how do you rate? Scott Frost's in-state recruiting efforts during his time as head coach? Because you, you can go back, it, it's, it's a little bit loaded because you go back early in his tenure and he got some dudes from Nick Henrich to, to Garrett Nelson. He kept some in-state talent around, but then within the past two years he started losing some of that top end uh, of the in-state talent to out-of-state schools. So with the benefit of hindsight now, what we know about some of these guys, how do you rate his in-state recruiting efforts?
2: Uh, yeah, I think, well, I, I think they did a good job of kind of capitalizing on the excitement of Ross taking over and who he was and just everything that went along with that um, to have that early success. Uh, I mean, you had, you had some making kids in there. You had some outstate kids in the mix as well, and then you did get those guys out of home, Omaha, which, um, as we've seen recently, hasn't has not been as easily for for them uh, for the program down in Lincoln. So um, that I mean, in the last few years, I, I just don't know that they kept up the effort. Um, they kept up the, the, the proper evaluation, the, the relationship building with the coaches, with the people around the sport that, that know who, who the best players are and um, who is coming up the ranks and all those types of things. So um, they just weren't able to sustain uh, that, that initial wave of excitement that I think led to some early success. And I mean, the, the less success you have on the field, the less you have to sell, whether it's to in state recruits or, or not. Um, just, it just gets harder and harder to recruit the, the, the less amount of success the, the fewer wins you have each year. Um, so it definitely definitely wasn't good enough. There's some major misses, obviously. I think Zane Flores is the one that everybody's talking about, but there there have been some offers that have gone out since Ross has been fired to where like, members of the staff are like, why why did this kid not have an offer previously? Or uh, how long, did, like, why did it take this long? And even a guy like Chris um got that, that, PWO offer bumped up to a scholarship offer after uh, just fantastic performance in the state title game. Um, so you're, def- you're definitely seeing since Mickey Joseph has taken over like more of an honest effort put into local recruiting, um, and hopefully, or for Nebraska, that, that'll pay off for whoever's and carry over to whoever ends up taking over the program here, which we should know hopefully soon. That's
1: where I'm going next, Jacob. Is there a name you like you think's a fit?
2: Not really. I've never really had someone in this. I, I just haven't gotten too into the weeds with it because, like, every name that I've heard throughout, there are a few that right away are just like not, not really interested in that. But I mean, m- most of the names in the conversations, like. I can make an argument for why it would work. I can make an argument like uh, this has me worried. Um, but ultimately, they just need to go get – go hire a good coach that knows how to develop, that knows how to do things the right way, and then we'll, we'll see what happens once you, you can get this program stabilized. Well, uh, That's what they need, someone that can stabilize it.
0: On the flip side, Jacob, have you heard any names out there that have just been rumored and floated around that just make you go, no, that's not a fit, that's not going to happen?
2: Uh, well, Urban Meyer, um, that – Obviously, that one early on <laughs> was the big one. Well, it's, it's gained
0: steam again within the past week.
2: <laughs> yeah, at this point, I, I, I don't, I don't think anybody knows anything. And if any real information out there seems to be uh, shrouded by misinformation around that, just with the sheer amount of talk about this situation, uh, so I don't think we'd be able to identify what is real and what isn't, even if there is something real out there at this point. So. Um, I, I'm just kind of ready for it to be this time next week, and hopefully, we'll we'll know what the what the decision is.
1: You and me both, Jacob. Let's talk Husker basketball. A big one against Oklahoma, maybe Memphis as well, and then Creighton. Looms uh, initial take on Fred and in, in this early part of the year.
2: Yeah, um, they they definitely they failed their first test against another high major with that St. John's game last week. Um, obviously, the first half wasn't pretty, but they hung in there. Um, you kind of saw some of the things that they, they talked about in the offseason that um, they were trying to build the, the team around, and, and then the second half happened, and all the good things went away, and all the problems you thought this team might have reared their heads all at once, and they just didn't have an answer. So the question now is how much of that is what we're going to see uh, against the best teams moving forward, and how much of that can they improve? Obviously, a, a return for Derek Walker would – Change things dramatically. Um, it's not like he's a twenty and ten All American type, but just for what he means to this team. And Fred talked about it again today a little bit. Just he is that kind of pressure release, that that outlet for their ball handlers because they do lack ball handling. You saw that at St. John's game. Sam Grisso is the only guy that you could really that could put any kind of pressure at all, that could handle the ball uh, against the defense. And um, anytime he tried to do it, like they swarmed him and there was a lot of turnovers. And anytime he gave it up, they weren't able to really get it back to him in positions to, to be um, a stressor for the defense. Um, so they got to figure that out, particularly uh, while Walker remains out. Um, and Oklahoma will be the, the next chance to kind of show that against another high major team that they struggled so far this year. They're 3-1. and one. Uh, they, they lost the um, a game they probably shouldn't have. They, they barely got by Pine Bluff. That was a close game, I believe. Um, so it's, it's another team that's kind of struggling. They've got a few names that, I mean, uh, Grant Shortfield, their point guard. Nebraska lost to him with Nevada a couple of years ago. Um, so that'll be a familiar face. And then uh, Tanner Groves, um, Eastern Kentucky, or Washington transfer that, that joined them last year. So those will be the main guys that, that Nebraska is going to have to find a way to slow down and deal with. Um, but I, I think it's a good kind of litmus test for, for both of these teams who both struggled. They, they both got some interesting players, but they, they got to see if we can put together and get a win.
0: Jacob Adil is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. and. Jacob, there's obviously still some issues within this team. I think that was evidenced by that St. John's game. But what issues have you seen Fred Hoiberg clean up? I know the, the ones that stand out to me right off the bat, rebounding and defense both look better. Not perfect, but look better than they have in, in years past. What have you seen in terms of things that Fred Hoiberg has taken notes on in years past and gone out and fixed this year?
2: Yeah, um, I think you, you hit on the main ones. The, the, the effort, the rank the, the, the physical ability on defense is, is better. They still lack lateral quickness. Uh, and I think that kind of pops up at times. Um, we'll, we'll see how that holds up once you get into conference play against more dynamic guards. But they they are rebounding the ball much better. They, they've they been aggressive on the offensive glass, like Hoiberg said they beat. Um, that, that has been a weapon for the team. And um, I, I think they're trying to move the ball a little bit better. It doesn't stick quite a, as much. Um I mean, part of that is just based on the personnel. You don't have a guy as dynamic with the ball in his hands as uh, uh, Alonso Verge or even Bryce McGowan. So you have to do it by team. And um, that's kind of what we've seen a little bit so far. Sam Grisel is a guy that uh, will initiate, will, will try to make plays for others and will kind of let the game come to him. He's not really going to try to force it too much, particularly early on in the game. Uh, he wants to give it up. He wants to get it back, try to get downhill, make a play for somebody else. So. I think those are some of the areas where you're seeing them play a little bit better basketball, um, but they haven't been able to, to do that against high major. We saw kind of the – once uh, St. John's picked up that pressure, everything kind of fell apart in, in that second half. So we got to see here if uh, they're able to uh, sustain the, the positive gains that they've made uh, against more high major competition.
1: Jacob, about 90 seconds, but uh, Creighton's Achilles heel this year will be what?
2: uh health i guess uh, we already saw ryan kockbrenner that's kind of what i worry about today going into that that arkansas game with, with kockbrenner rolling his ankle twice in that game yesterday sounds like he's going to give it a go but how effective will he be um I, I think the three-point shooting was a question going into the year but since a really bad first game they they shot 41 percent in their all their games since, and you're getting makes from multiple guys all over the, the court so um, I, I think, like it is with anybody, health. Um, and then we'll see how they defend dynamic wings, um, like an Anthony Black, six-seven kind of combo guard that they'll see for Arkansas tonight. Uh, because personnel-wise, I think th- that could be somewhere where teams can stress them a little bit, just based on what they have.
0: Jacob, 15 seconds, Class B state title mm-hmm. game tonight. What's your lean on paper? Who do you think has the advantage? Um,
2: <laughs> I'd probably go Bennington just. Uh, because of their depth. Uh, Gross has a lot of guys that play both ways all game long, where Bennington doesn't. Um, so I just feel like if it's a game into the fourth corner, you could see that, that depth really kind of go give Bennington an advantage to, to really finish the game. Um, but it should be a fun with a lot of dynamic running on both sides, Nick Colbert and Jake Garcia.
1: Jacob Adilla and uh, follow him at Jacob Adilla underscore read his recaps, hailvarsity.com. Jacob, have a great Thanksgiving, bud. Yep, you guys too.